Greetings and welcome to Union Street Hoops, a podcast sponsored by nobody because I don't have name, image, and likeness. But this is a podcast about Valpo basketball, the Missouri Valley Conference. And you can find us on nwi.com, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Pods, and really wherever you get your podcasts. Today's a big, 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 big episode. Five special guests here today. I hesitate to call them the Fab Five because we've got a Michigan State guy here. We got a couple of Wisconsin guys here. Um, we've got another Wisconsin native here, but uh, five transfers coming to Valpo Joe, Kobe, Thomas, Kevion, Trevor. Uh, welcome, guys, to Union Street Hoops, and welcome to Valparaiso, Indiana. Appreciate welcome, it, folks. Thank you. This is this is fun. So I tweeted out earlier today kind of a hint. I said it's completely accurate yet completely inaccurate. Uh, I put a picture of the Fab Five out there because they were five guys that came in at one time. And I'm older and the Fab Five is what got me into college basketball. There is a famous story about how their first practice, Jalen Rose walks on the court and he says, freshman against the rest of you. Let's run it. Let's go. Trevor, did you, now that you guys are kind of complete with Kobe here, did you on that first practice say transfers against y'all? Did you, did you mm-hmm. want to do a five on everybody? No, no, we never, <laughs> we never got to that point yet. Um, maybe, maybe now that you say that we might have to try that in the upcoming days, see, see kind of what happens. I want to, you know, this is tough. Interviewing five people at one time is not easy because I'm going to try to talk to one of you and then four of you are going to be left out. So uh, I'm going to try to be as inclusive as possible. Trevor, I want to start with you because you have been hinted as being the architect of this whole thing. Um, I don't know how accurate that is. I'm seeing people nod their heads a little bit. Um, Somebody who's close to the program, not on the coaching staff, has said to me that Trevor Anderson is the best thing that's happened to Valpo basketball and he's not played a game here yet because you were pulling strings to get this whole group together. Accurate or inaccurate? Um, I would say I would say maybe a little bit of both. Um, I wouldn't say I I would take full responsibility for anything that happened. Obviously, the coaches, um, all these guys had to put their trust into the coaches first. Um, but I was in everybody's ear, um, from the moment I committed, um, I was trying to get everybody pull every string I could, cause this is my last go around and, uh, I just want to win at the end of the day. And I've, I've seen this program do great things. Um, and now transition to the Missouri Valley where you've seen there it's a two, three bid league some year. Um, I was just trying to get as many good players here as possible. And I think we did a really good job of uh, doing that. Kevion, you're in a room right now with four guys that transferred in from the big 10. They've all uh, in a way, and I, and I, you know, they've all taken a step down in terms of power right. five to mid-major. You have taken, yeah. I guess, a step up from right. Winona to, is there a, how do you how do you take this all in this whole let's move into a division one I, I know when we talked when you'd first committed it was like they gave me an extra year let's go like let, right. why wouldn't I do this what what's this experience been like for you so far yeah it's still it's still going well but I mean you know it's just learning a lot of stuff and just getting used to you know the the how the pace of the of the game and you know just learning how these guys how these guys go and it's definitely different. You know, I'm still getting used to it, but, 
you know, I'm still, I gotta, gotta be able to fit in <laughs> right, right with these guys. So they push me every day to, to be, be the best I can. And I'm gonna try to be there for them. <laughs> Kobe, you're the newest one to the group. Um, but it has been rumored for several months that you were linked to this group. Well, how did this come about in terms of these guys in this room and, and were there constant conversations Were you just kind of waiting it out? Um, like initially when I was trying to get a waiver, I was talking to one other school and then as soon again, Trev was in my ear. I knew Joe was going here. I knew Kevin, was going here. I knew uh, Thomas was coming, seeing all that stuff through Twitter. So um, just being in contact with the coaches too, uh, over the last few months, we've been working on getting a waiver for me. And you know, thankfully, the NCAA, I think, made a good decision and a good decision for me as well and uh, gave me one. And honestly, as soon as Valpo came up, it was it was kind of no a no-brainer. Like, this is where I wanted to be if I was able to transition back into college again. Thomas, there are three guys in this room that played for one of your rivals in college. Now, you got them a couple times. They got you a couple times. Um you know, how much of a fraternity is college basketball that, I mean, you guys played against each other, I think five times. Um, but I mean, there's a connection there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, college basketball, especially guys that you play in conference with, you kind of get kind of buddy, buddy with them in a way, like you kind of know uh, guys and you kind of connect with them outside the court a little bit, or you talk to them after games. So it kind of is like that, but uh, I know for sure though, against these three guys that I've had. I had a winning record against Wisconsin, though, when I was at Michigan State. Joe, if Wisconsin would have had you on the court more, would that have been the case? Would you then have had a winning record against Thomas and Michigan State? <laughs> I don't know, man. Watching, watching TK in practice, he's a low down low. He's pretty tough down there. But uh, it'll be fun to practice against him and bang against him a little bit. But um, – I don't know about that or how it would have gone, but um, like kind of emphasize, I'm just excited to be here now and to be with these guys. Like I think each one of us has just connected in a cool way since I've gotten here. And then obviously the past with Kobe and, and Trev, they've always just been such great teammates to me. So um, who knows what would have happened in that case, but I'm just glad we're all powering up together. So. Interesting. They wouldn't have been able to guard Big Joe. <laughs> yeah, Tom, it, it, Thomas wouldn't have been back. able to guard. I didn't want to say. Yeah, that. Big Big Tom couldn't handle seven one. <laughs> so it's interesting, Joe, that you bring up practice because, and and I don't know if this is known. I'm sure this is known among you guys. I'm sure that I get a sliver of the factual information all the time. Um, but uh, but but Trevor, I want to bounce it back to you for a second. The the kind of the urban legend about Joe is that. You commit here, you're coming here, and you have tapes and tapes, well, not tapes anymore, but like files, like practice game files and stuff like that. And you roll into the coach's office, and and I don't know if if you said, watch this guy, or if you just said, hey, here's here's some stuff that we did. And apparently the coaching staff starts drooling all over the place, watching Joe dominate Wisconsin practices. Is that uh, kind of, is there, is there truth to that urban legend? Yeah, there's some truth to that urban legend. Um, they, <laughs> they were trying, they, they were asking me all kinds of questions and I was being honest with his strengths and weaknesses and different stuff like that. Um, and then we were talking, I was like, you know, matter of fact, I have, I have our huddle login. Like, do you want to just like see it for yourself? And, um, yeah, they, then they kind of like 
they must have put it up on a big screen and all evaluated as coaches and made their decision that yeah we're gonna go after this guy and I'm glad they did uh, I, I like being teammates with Big Joe and I'm glad I we I get I'm glad we got to transition from Madison to Velpo. I'm always fascinated. We see this in the NFL a lot. And I know you guys are NFL fans. Uh, some, I, I'm, I'm sure most of you are that when you see a team signs a guy that they're about to play their, that, that their old team, his old team the next week. And I just wonder how much of that is like, Hey, you're coming in the coach's office and you're going to tell us every single thing, you know, I'm fascinated by that. Kevion, you're a Milwaukee native was last night difficult for you, or are you just a Miami heat fan? Uh, actually, I like Kevin Durant, so that's that's like my favorite player. So I like I mean, Kevin Durant and his one size too big shoe right now. Yeah, so yeah. big, big exactly, fan yeah. of him stepping over a three point line. Yeah, um, exactly. So I mean, it, it'll be exciting for both parties. I'm not really cheering for one or the other, but Chris Paul would be nice to get him one, and obviously Milwaukee, it'd be nice to have that in our hometown. So, Kobe, you're Wisconsin native. Are you a Bucks fan? Uh, I would say that comes second to LeBron. We're like Kevion, Kevin Durant. I'm, I'm yeah. LeBron. So whoever LeBron's playing for, I'm rooting for first and foremost. But yeah, I like good basketball too. I want Milwaukee to get one, but I really wouldn't be upset to see Chris Paul and D Book win one either. Right. Yeah. Thomas, you're the outsider for at least from the Wisconsin connection here. Um, you did. You've already won this year by getting the number one overall pick with the Pistons. Uh, what's your take on this series right now? Do the Bucks have a chance at all? No, I, Suns and six. I, I don't. I don't think they're gonna. They're not definitely not gonna sweep them. I mean, maybe a gentleman sweep if that. But but I, I think that I just think the guard plays too tough for Milwaukee to handle. Maybe maybe get Lopez out of the game a little bit more. You know, maybe play a little more. Guard. Get a, a fellow Michigan State connection, Brent Forbes, a little more tick. I don't know. I, I, but when we were watching the other night, it didn't look that good. Joe, do you play like Brooke Lopez? Like if you can get to the three-point line, you're going there every single time? Um, Probably not quite. I probably don't shoot quite as many threes as him, but I would say the post-up and like hook shot game would be similar there. I do really like watching him, though. Like I think, he, I think he's really good. So – He's honestly someone that I would watch and like want to try to play like him. Trevor, are you the biggest Bucks fan out of the group? Um, I'm like Kobe. I'm a LeBron fan, but uh, I'm a pretty big Bucks fan. Um, I think it's really cool with the Deer District and everything, the excitement around the city. Uh, uh, growing up in Wisconsin my whole life, the Bucks. it was kind of Packers and then Brewers if they were good and – Milwaukee was kind of an afterthought. The Bucks were an, kind of an afterthought for a, a, a lot of those years. So I just think it's really good for the state. Um, and then I visit Milwaukee a lot. Got a couple friends that live there, a girlfriend that lives there. So, um, yeah, I've been down to the Deer District, and I just I just think it's really cool. So I definitely am cheering for the Bucks for sure. You have a unique connection to Bryn Forbes and that Bryn Forbes started his college career in the Horizon League and then moved on to the Big Ten. Talk to me a little bit about starting at, uh, I mean, you had, um, I mean, I don't want to minimize anyone else's accomplishments in high school because you guys all had some pretty impressive backgrounds. You were 106 overall in high school. You won a couple of state titles top 10 score in, in Wisconsin high school basketball history. Uh, and then you go to green Bay, you spend a year there and then you get a kind of a dream shot. I think at Wisconsin, what was that journey like of the first transfer that you did? 
Um, it it was cool. Um, I mean, co- coming into the uh, your dream school with a guy like Kobe, um, Brad, Nate, Walter, um, made it very easy. Made made it very welcoming, and um, I, I I had a ton of fun, as you can imagine. Uh, my four years there, uh, we won a Big Ten championship, and I was just so grateful for my time there, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't take my journey any other way. Kevion, when, I mean, you're from the city of Milwaukee, you played at Whitnell High School, which is right down the street from where I went, Martin Luther High School, by the way, we won a state title a couple of years ago. I'm not just going to put that out there. Um, uh, Kevion, when you would get to the, when you would see like the postseason or whatever, and you'd see these guys come from other places like lacrosse or, or wherever, I mean, what, I mean, you're from the city of Milwaukee, right? Like that's a special, right. you're supposed to win everything, right? Yeah, I guess I'm supposed to. Yeah, but it doesn't always work out that way. <laughs> what was uh, what was high school basketball like in the city growing up? Uh, I was really in, in Greenfield, Wisconsin, for the most part. Uh, I wasn't really in Milwaukee, but we had, we played a couple of tournaments in Milwaukee. But I mean, I liked it. It was very competitive. Uh, everyone was pretty much good. Um, but we only went to state one time. Uh, conference championship and nothing like Trevor's Trevor's route. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say, like ask, ask him what happened when he played the Spash Panthers. Yeah, we played them in the in the summer league. Tournament. <laughs> we, we didn't have a full team yet, but yeah, they they demolished us by like 20, 20, 25. <laughs> Thomas, you transferred in high school. Is that correct? Yes, I did. And then you had to you had to sit out your final year of high school, right? Yeah, I didn't play my senior year. I mean, how how tough is that? Uh, I mean, you're a senior. This is uh, this is like supposed to be the time as you're developing and everything like that. And then uh, to get caught up and not being able to play. How what did you do that year? Uh, just basically kind of just like working out on my own. Uh, there was like some like open gyms of like guys who are like uh, guys that are coming back from overseas and like kind of like guys who are retired pros. Uh, some old NBA guys that play in like uh, a couple of days a week. Um, but like it, it was a it was a frustrating experience to go through. Obviously, not being able to play, but I mean, you kind of treat it as like an injury. I mean, you can go down any day and like not know like when that moment's gonna be gone. So I kind of like looked at it in that way to not look at it uh, as frustrating. Joe, you went to high school in Minnesota. A couple of uh, Valpo guys, including the the point guard on the Sweet Sixteen run, went to Hopkins. Um, what uh, what was your relationship like with? Uh, with ended up ending up at Wisconsin, Minnesota and Wisconsin have kind of a fun natural rivalry, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but obviously, better fishing in Wisconsin. I imagine that's why you went there, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, the the lakes around campus was definitely a big pull. Overall, better fishing though. I never got to like explore Wisconsin as much as I would have liked to, um, other than the lakes around campus. But yeah, I think just growing up, it was always like. There's no shade to the Gophers, but like the Badgers were the team to watch. You know, they were the team that had all the um, the success, you know, the final four runs, the elite eight runs and all that. So I feel like there's a pretty strong pipeline there, obviously, from Minnesota to Wisconsin. Um, and then you mentioned like Valpo, too. I knew um, Jared Nunes. Is it right? Yep. Yep. His his dad, Al Nunes, like is like a hall monitor at uh, at Hopkins. So I would always walk by him and he was always decked out in his Baylor gear. Um, but 
he would always, you know, talk to me, hype me up before the game. And so it was cool. Once I was talking to Valpo, like my dad made that connection. I was like, oh, that makes sense. So I, I always knew that there was that uh, connection to Hopkins. So it's kind of cool to carry that on. This is the time of the podcast when I reach out to the, uh, the the listeners and tell me to tweet at me at NWI Oren and let me know so I can pass on to Joe the best fishing spots in Northwest Indiana, not just Valpo, but anything around here. I know you're a big fisher. So let's uh, let's blow up Twitter and let's get the best fishing spots. I want to get serious for a second. Kobe, I want to switch over to you. I don't know if you Google yourself. Not sure if that's something that that you ever do. When you Google your name. Did, do you do that ever? I, not recently, but I used to. Okay. When you Google your name, three of the first five articles have the word former as the first word. And then there's like a pe- people may ask section, like Google question section. And the question is what happened to Kobe King, right? <laughs> what is that like kind of being kind of uh i don't want to say forgotten but like having the word former attached to your name and like your story is not done and there's a lot of people out there who probably are like oh this guy is gone this guy went on whatever but like what's the next chapter of kobe king's story and what's it like knowing that people at at your age have kind of been like what happened to this guy well um i'm still waiting to find out about the next chapter obviously here trying to win, trying to help out. But, I mean, I would say it's, a, it's kind of a chip, but at the same time, I would say it's – I don't even know how to say it in, as, like, a good thing, but people are – they're concerned, worried about – you know what I mean, kind of worried about me. So I'll, I look at it as that, too. People kind of care to an extent in one way. And, honestly, the, all the people who just, like, kind of overlook me, uh, yeah, just use that as motivation. Again, I'm young, 22 years old, so I've had a different – journey than most people I went through the works this past year but uh again I know I know what it's like to miss a season of basketball and come back and uh be myself so that's what I'm hoping to do just prove prove the people who have doubted me wrong and the people who have supported me prove them right Kevion is there again we kind of hinted at this earlier but is there pressure to prove uh, to to, to kind of say look we can play at Winona State as well Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'd say there's a little bit of a chip on my shoulder in that aspect. But I mean, I kind of dealt with it my whole life anyway, so I'm kind of used to it. Hey. Thomas, you, you uh, Joe, go ahead. Paul, can I just interject real quick? Earlier, Kevin was saying like, yo, I'm still getting used to like the pace of play and like still like trying to figure it out, like whatever. Like it's wild because like I, I can't tell that he's like still trying to figure it out like from my perspective, he came in and was balling from day one. So it's, <laughs> I feel like I feel like Kev's been getting buckets and showing a lot of confidence. So maybe Thank maybe you. that's how he feels. But to me, I'm like, dang, that dude's a bucket getter. So well, again, balling. you know, I I've only been to a couple of open gyms, and uh, and I also talk to people around the program and everything like that. But yeah, the general word on the street is that how do you take this guy off the floor? So For there sure. you go, Kevin. I. I it's it's uh, it's it's dark in the room that you're in right now, but you might be blushing a little bit. But uh, <laughs> thanks, I appreciate it. It's nice to hear. Thomas. Uh, you started, um, I think your your sophomore year at Michigan State, first five or six games of the year, then came off the bench. I think your junior year at Michigan State, you started the first maybe 15, 16 games, came off the then came off the bench, and 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 yeah, when I say came off the bench, I mean sometimes you came off the bench for like the human victory cigar kind of thing, and and sometimes you played decent minutes off the bench 
the theme of this segment of the podcast has been chips on shoulders. Do you have one? I mean, is there is there unfinished business in college basketball you have after the first couple of years at Michigan State? Uh, I, no, I wouldn't necessarily say there's uh, like a chip in my shoulder to deal with, you know. Um, you know, obviously there, there's more I want to prove to myself, my game, but like stuff that I can do that like at Michigan State, maybe per se, I wasn't like allowed to do or just like a different role I got put in. But I wouldn't say there's necessarily like a chip in my shoulder. I mean, it'd be awesome to play Michigan State. I mean, I would be able to call out every play call, know what they're running, know everybody's tendencies. But uh, there's not necessarily a, a chip in my shoulder. You know, I'm grateful for the experience I did have there. Trevor, you guys, your program was in the news the last couple of weeks. How did that hit you? Um, is that just like a, like a, a breakup and now all of a sudden now old Instagram photos are coming back and you just want to delete them all? Yeah, no comment. No, no comment that's fair. on that stuff. Yeah, no, that- I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the future. I'm excited for Velpo basketball and mm. um, I'm, I'm grateful to be here. So coming out of high school, you know, Valpo has been recruiting high major transfers, transfers of all kinds, really, D2, high major, all that. And the the general word that I get from guys is that when you're 18, you're probably looking for something a little bit different. And by the time you get to 21, you maybe realize that this whole thing is a bit of a business and like, and also that all of the the fun, fancy stuff that comes along with it maybe doesn't matter as much as just having a great family atmosphere on the court. Um, Kevin, I want to start with you. What was it about Valpo that that made it look like this had it all? Uh, really, uh, Coach Lyich and just his consistency and his – he stayed since I entered the portal, the first day I got in, he stick, stuck with me throughout the whole process, you know, and – you know, and it was a rough process for me because I had never been through something something like that. And, you know, I just felt like my trust was, was with him and it was a great fit for me. So it was a no-brainer for me. Joe, what about you? Yeah, um, I'd say I could just tell the coaches, like, it was kind of a quick four-day process where I finally got to have that Zoom call and then things progressed really quickly and I committed really quickly. And the reason I had confidence in that was because I could just tell that they really did their homework on the guys that they were bringing in, including me. And now that I see all these guys here, it makes sense, like the high character, good basketball players. But I could just tell that they uh, were very intentional in what they were doing and they really did their homework on me. And I felt like they knew who I was, not just as a basketball player, but as a person and that they wanted uh, what I bring to a team. Um, And there are a lot of other reasons, but that really stuck out to me. And I was like, dang. Like, like uh, Kevion said, when I knew Kithier and Trevor coming here, I was like, that's kind of a no-brainer if you want to be on a great team that can compete at the highest level. Like, I, want, I wanted to be a part of what they were doing, like, really quickly. So, Kobe, Joe had a four-day process that included a Zoom call. Boom, 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 done. You, again, you were waiting this out for a long time. What was it about Valpo and this group and this process that said, we're going to wait this out, we're going to make this work? Um. I mean, like I said earlier, just being off, like, throughout this uh, past season, it's kind of going through the work. Obviously, I had an agent and everything, so I had some barriers to jump. But there was a couple schools that reached out to me, and as soon as Valpo reached out and I said I knew the guys that were coming, um, immediately just started working with them. And uh, I didn't really know. I knew we were optimistic about getting the waiver, but I didn't know what that meant. I got a call, like, last Monday. said that it had been approved and got in the car on Tuesday, came down. So it all has happened very rapidly, and I'm getting adjusted and excited, excited to get on the court with these guys for real. 
Thomas, you strike me as a pretty meticulously detailed guy. One of the things that is said about you is you can name every player on the Detroit Lions football team. That 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 requires some homework. I imagine you did your homework on Valpo, and I'm sure throughout the studying, you finally, I mean, you realize that Valpo had nine guys that left the team after this last year. Is was was that is that just how it is right now in college basketball that you're gonna see kind of the shifting from from one group's leaving and other groups coming in? Yeah. I mean, in my, in my opinion, I just think that like the transfer pro with the COVID year, making everybody eligible, um, it's just totally different. I don't think you'll ever see something like this again in college basketball, like a year where everything shifts so much. I mean, it's almost kind of like uh, NFL free agency where guys can just leave left and right. Um, but I mean, it, it ha- it's happening everywhere. I mean, at state, we had four guys transfer. I don't think we had four guys transfer in the past 10 years. So, I mean, it, it, it's just like a, a different realm just because of COVID screwing everything up. Trevor, thoughts on the guys that Valpo had here when you got here? Is there anyone that stands out to you as, uh, as just a fun guy to go against? I'm, I, I imagine uh, when Sheldon got here, he probably wanted to go one-on-one against all five of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, sure. I mean – I like all the dudes. Um, it was it was kind of funny. So the first day we got here um, for the first summer session, it was like all the transfers and then like Connor, uh, Luke, Brock, EG. And like first day we got here, we were like all in the locker room and we were just like chopping it up for like a half hour. And like, I don't know, I could just I could just tell it was different. Like to get in a room with a bunch of people you've never met before, and you can just chop it up for like 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and just constantly just going through different topics and stuff and not skip a beat. I, I was just like, I, I remember me and Tom drove back to our uh, house and we were just like, man, that like, we're really excited for like, what's, what's about to happen this year. And um, I think, I think all successful teams need, you need to have that gel. You need to like genuinely like each other. Um so I think that was really good to see, but yeah, Sheldon, Sheldon came in. He, he's always wanted to play one-on-one, always wanted to get that work in. Cam's another ga- uh, Cam, the freshman from Waukesha. He's another guy that likes to, likes to play one-on-one. So yeah, we got some battles here and it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Kevion, you have one year, Trevor, you have one year, Kobe, I think you have two years. Um, not sure, Thomas, I think you have two years. Joe, you could have like a lifetime. We're not really sure, right? <laughs> uh, for Trevor and Kevion, is there pressure? Like, th- this is it, right? Like, uh, um, I, I, Trevor, I think you might be having some coaching aspirations or and, and might stick around a bit. But, but Kevion, is there pressure to just make sure you guys get this right, right away? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say there's pressure, you know, but I'm just thankful to have another year to play basketball, you know, and I mean, obviously without COVID, I wouldn't have this, but, you know, I'm gonna make the most of it and, and, and see what happens from there. And Trevor, for you, just one final go around as a player. Um, is there is there is pressure a word you think about there or is it like a second life that you have? No, I wouldn't say pressure. I'm, I'm, I view it like Kevion. I got an extra year. Um, I'm just grateful for the opportunity and I'm just really excited to play one last time and just extend out my uh, basketball career and just not have to get it working in the real world. So (laughs) exactly. Thomas, you playing basketball. 
Thomas, you played Bradley in the NCAA tournament, I think your freshman year, a Missouri Valley Conference team. Uh, what do you remember about Bradley? What do you know about the Valley? Uh, Valley, I mean, I, I know the Valley uh, a little little bit. Uh, one of my coaches at State had a kid who played at, Loy at Loyola, so I knew obviously a little bit about that and like some different teams in it. But I remember playing Bradley the first time uh, my freshman year in the first game. Like, it, it was a tough game. Like I remember we were down. No, we were not down. I think we were up like three, like a couple buckets a half. And I just remember a, a fiery coach Izzo speech, and we almost ended up. We almost lost the game. I mean, it was like probably our, it was probably a tougher game than when we played Duke in the Elite Eight. I mean, honestly, I mean it, it was a, it was a really tough game. But uh, I mean, other than that, it's just kind of like learning like new stuff. I mean, like going to the Valley, like I didn't really know like all the teams in it. You know, maybe you know like how end, like, but like now just seeing all of it, uh, just kind of learning a day, uh, a little bit, just day by day. Kevion, you played Loyola. I think you had 50 in that game. Was that accurate? <laughs> no, not not quite. Not 50. All right. Well, it was 25, I think. When yeah. when you would when you would get D1 teams on the exhibition schedule, was that just a was that a chance to say, look, we can do this? Yeah, yeah. For the most part, uh, just showing how much we can compete with those teams and just try to give them a hard time, <laughs> really. Trevor, Joe, I think you guys played Loyola this past year, right? Yeah. What anything stand out to you from from that game? Oh, uh, they were they were really well coached. Um kind of kind of they similar philosophy to like Wisconsin, slower pace, really guard you, uh really make you work for everything and then I just remember Crutwood was really really good. <laughs> Absolutely. I think a lot of people in the Valley, very happy that he uh, signed a, a pro contract the other day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kobe, any thoughts about the Missouri Valley conference at all? Uh, I mean, not too much. I know some schools in it from being recruited by them younger going through the process, but um, uh, I didn't follow it very closely. I wouldn't say no. Makes, makes sense. Makes sense. I don't even think uh, your last year or two at you guys played many Valley schools. Uh, guys, hey, I want to thank you guys for, for jumping on here. I know we covered a, a, a variety of, uh, of topics. Um, do any of you think the Bucks have a chance? No. Uh, Either seven or they losing five, I yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah. Seven or losing five. Gonna have to I make hope, some adjustments. I hope it goes to seven. Though. Right. I mean, like, yeah, competitive. Yeah, also, I also – this is a quick Trevor. I'm I'm reading your guys' bios here on that Valpo Athletics has put out here, and apparently you're so much of a Dallas Cowboys fan that this is actually one of the things on your bio. How help me help me through this as a as a Milwaukee native? How how did this happen? Bandwagon. So I was raised I was raised really right by a very good father who taught me at a young age about America's team. <laughs> and just from from that from that from that point on, I just I just stuck with them. It's, it's been hard at times, but we got the pieces in place. We got Dak, we got Zeke, we got a decent offensive line. We got the we got the dogs on on the outside for receivers, and I think we signed a couple guys on the defensive end, maybe maybe a safety or a corner, and I think we're we're knocking at the knocking at the door for a Super Bowl. If I, could, if I could say about the Cowboys, I had a teammate, Matt McQuaid, who's from Dallas, and he said, Dallas will never win a Super Bowl until Jerry Jones gets, gives the reins away. 
I mean, I know you mentioned the receivers. Um, there's a guy out there you could sign, Des Bryant, but he didn't catch the ball, so you don't want him on your team. So, he dropped him against Green Bay. Okay, so another story about that is my dad was actually at the game, right at that, like, right at that 10, 20, or what was it, 15-yard line. He was right there, had a great bird's-eye view from it. And he said that every Packer fan – and within spitting distance of him, that's a catch. That's a catch. Everywhere it was can. obviously a catch. He obviously there we go. caught the All right, game. all right, good. Yeah, he so obviously. I don't know. The NFL had to change the rule, and, you know, they, they got to they cater to the Aaron Rodgers of the world. I get it. I, I understand. Jerry, Jerry's a little outspoken, so they kind of – calls don't like to go our way, but the, the tides <laughs> will be turning here soon. Thomas has got a tough one too because the Detroit Lions beat the Bears in the season opener a couple of years ago when Calvin Johnson caught a touchdown pass over the middle, but they said that he dropped it. And they, again, we don't know. You remember that? Do you remember that, Thomas? No matter how many rules they change, you'll never understand what a catch is in the NFL or 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 a fumble. Really, I mean, literally, a guy can catch it, turn around, get hit, drop the ball, and it could be a fumble. Like you, you just don't understand like any like process of wide receiver catching the ball. Kobe, you you have an NFL team. I'll go with the Packers, but again, more of a player. Saquon, Saquon, my favorite NFL player, but as a team, definitely the Packers. Yeah, and it's hard not to be. It's hard not to be, especially coming up in Wisconsin. All my middle school teachers, cheese heads, put the Super Bowl on, skipping class. So definitely rooting for the Pack. Rogers coming back. We'll see. Kevion, your thoughts on uh, NFL? Yeah, I'm a Tom Brady fan. <laughs> He's a goat, obviously. Not in golf. I know you guys are all golfers, right? Not yesterday. Yeah, we watched that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Joe, Vikings. Um, yeah, I like I like watching the Vikings. I'm I'm pretty much a fair weather fan though, so if they're if they're doing well, I like to watch. But when it starts going downhill, I don't really tune in to be honest. All right, I've got one final topic for you guys, um, and then we'll, then we'll wrap this up. Uh, Thomas, I'm going to start with you because you just popped up on Cameo today. Talk to me about name, image, and likeness. What you guys think about this? Is there danger to any of it? If one guy signs a deal for something and the other guys don't, is that a problem? Or is it about damn time that you guys have the opportunity to kind of build on your own personal brands? Thomas, we'll start with you. Um, you know, I think it's a great opportunity, you know, for every athlete. I mean, I think it, it, it is time something like this should have happened. I mean, the NCAA has a lot of control. I mean, basically of uh, every athlete in the past. Um, it's kind of, you kind of look at it in the same way as uh, college football, how the college football playoff got away from the NCAA and they make their own money through that. But um, I, I think, it, I think it's a good thing. And I think that majority of teams, like a, like a team like us, there won't be any locker room problems with guys getting jealous if one guy gets a deal, one guy does it. I, I think it's a great opportunity all the way around. Trevor, Graham Mertz came out with his own logo and his own line of T-shirts. Are you buying a Graham Mertz T-shirt? Probably not. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, probably not. I'm a big fan of his, great player, but I got I to gotta save my money. I mean, they look like they were like 35 bucks. That's too much for yeah. a uh, Trevor, yeah. your thoughts on name, image, and likeness? Um, I'm, I'm same as Tom. Um, I think it's good. I think it's good for college basketball. Uh, or college athletics in general. 
Um, if you can go get paid, why, why should the NCAA be able to hold that against you? Um, so yeah, radius, any, anyone listening out there from the Velpo area, <laughs> we're, we'd love to, we'd love to sign a deal with you guys. Um, mm. get a little sponsorship going. We can, uh, <laughs> we can, True. uh, do some special things. Heavy on uh, your thoughts on, on this. Is it, uh, any, uh, any business ventures you got in the works? Uh, not really, not yet, but I mean, I think it's about time. We, we should have been able to, to do this and make money off our name. I don't see why not the, the colleges can. So, so why not? But yeah, I think it's just about time. We've got a Thomas, a Trevor and a Joseph here, and we have a Kobe here. Kobe, you've got obviously a name. We've talked about this a little bit. Your mom picked it off a magazine cover. It feels like the most marketable name in sports uh, next to LeBron or, uh, you know, really LeBron. Um, in due time. Your thoughts on, on name, image, and likeness. Um, I think it was a good rule to have to be put in place. Like, like they said before, the colleges make money off of it, which it, I mean, as I said, we're coming and playing for them. But um, I think they have like that option to be able to go do some run a camp, sign some stuff and not have to worry about, you know, losing your eligibility and things like that. I think it's been a long time in the making. So I'm excited to see what not only I guess I can do with it for as long as I'm in college, but like my my upcoming guys too got some twins at Wisconsin. They can do something with it. So I think it's a power move. Joe, are there is there like a fishing spot, like a fishing shop that you can get some free tackle out of this? Just your thoughts on how you can maybe make this work for your own benefit. Man, that would be big time. That's the one thing I thought of. I was like, dang, like we'll see how things go. But like, if people want me to sponsor them, like it would be cool to do something with a tackle shop or something like that. But. Um, I agree with what the other guy said. I think like, as far as like people, like certain people getting deals and certain people not like life isn't always fair. So if guys have built their brand or done well enough on the court that, uh, local businesses or whatever want to sponsor them, like, I think it's great, man. I don't really see any reason. Like they've said, like, we're a, the product of the NCAA, right. And they kind of sell us and like make money off of us. So it doesn't make any sense to me why we couldn't use that status to, you know, have our own business ventures. I think it's, I think it's great. Very good, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, a pleasure to get to spend uh, the afternoon with you guys a little bit. I know the Valpo fans are excited, obviously, uh, with a weird COVID year. A lot of fans didn't get to get to the games, and now they're excited to see basketball just, I don't know, five months away, four months away, something like that. So thank you guys very much for taking the time here. I look forward to seeing you guys in person at some point here in the next couple of weeks, and thanks a lot for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye. See you.